0: Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Behind the Shirts podcast, the show where I chat to the biggest names of the football shirt community. Sadly, the audio has some syncing issues this time, but hopefully this can be solved for the next episode. For my first inaugural show, I chat to esteemed Instagram content creator, an all-round good guy, Dan, or as you may know him, Shirt Hits the Fan. Hope you enjoy. I'd like to introduce good friend, Shirt Hits the Fan, 83 or as I'm going to call him today, Dan. (laughs)
1: Um, How are we, Dan? Hi, Josh. Yeah, I'm I'm really good, thanks, mate. Thanks very much for having me on. I've been pretty excited about today. So, uh, yeah, no, much appreciated.
0: Yeah, I mean, you are the self-proclaimed podcast slot, so of course you'd be excited for today.
1: Mate, uh, as soon as I hear the word podcast, the uh, fishnets come out high heels and I'm down the docks, ready to go. (laughs) So...
0: Obviously, my podcast is a bit. It's more than the shirts. It's obviously it's called behind the shirts, so it's more about Dan rather than your shirt <laughs> so the man persona. So my first section is going to be about you as a person rather than football shirts, which is maybe not what not what the people want to hear, but that's what they're getting.
1: It'd be quite. will so, be a bit of a vacuum, mate.
0: <laughs> so if you want to introduce yourself as as you,
1: yeah, thank you, Um, So, uh, my name's Dan, uh, mid-30s now, unfortunately, uh, and collected shirts for a long time, uh, and then uh, probably the start of the first lockdown, um, just before then, that turn of the year time, uh, almost when COVID turned up, we just decided to do a uh, football shirt-based, sort of semi-comedy Instagram account, just sort of making up, loads of nonsense stories so it's me and my mate joe um and then that went from there but um yeah that's uh, that's how the sort of the instagram account started uh and then it sort of, it's of sort of spiraled a little bit and it's sort of taken off not taken off so much you know super successful but it's 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 become more than we thought it would be and we're able to like really explore other angles and, and play around and, and we're starting to like think about like sketches and how we can sort of make it a bit more um coherent and, and put a bit more of a consistent thread into into what we're doing. So just to try and build a sort of an identity more now. So it's yeah, it's definitely definitely growing at a nice sort of healthy and easy going pace. Yeah.
0: I, I mean I'd definitely say you're a top tier creator in the community. I mean, just past the five thousand follower.
1: Yeah, mate. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. Not there. Yeah, in a year, so and uh, like zero sponsored ads, and so we we're, we're just trying to just do it. We just want to do it completely as, as naturally as possible. Um, well, yeah. So yeah, it's not. It's one of those things where, we, although the, we see the numbers do grow up and stuff or go up, we're not totally obsessed by that. I think as long as we're doing stuff that we're having fun. Uh, and where we're just writing things that we enjoy and taking pictures of shirts we like and collecting shirts we like. That's, that's what's, that's it. As long as we're enjoying it, then it, it makes it really easy to do things like this. So, yeah, it's, it's good. And it's a good outlet at the moment. You know, there's, I think people have had like a really shrunken social circle. So to be able to go onto an online platform and find people like a similar interests where it's not, you know, you don't have to meet up and it is quite, um, sort of remote and you can put out exactly what you want to put out how you want it to look and then have people react it's quite it's quite nice it's quite a good sideline I think um I mean I'm quite I'm a really sociable guy so as soon as um same with Joe um so as soon as this sort of came in the lockdowns come in all the restrictions it's been quite a nice outlook for us because we've kept quite a big social circle with it and we met a lot of really good people like ourselves um and just just really enjoyed it. It's just been a really good, you know, really good year so far. So, it's been brilliant. I I I
0: can't agree more with that. Like the amount of people I've met just doing this since I think it was May mm-hmm. I, I joined. It's ridiculous. Like yeah, I, I, my ego has definitely grown from it. <laughs> I'd say because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a massively social person. Yeah. But when when I'm when I post a shirt that I like and it gets a hundred likes, I'm
1: like. Okay. I'll take that. Mm. It's a nice feeling, isn't it? Because I'm not saying it's like you're vindicated in what you like, but you do feel like there are people out there who like what you like, and that's quite a nice that's quite a nice feeling, and football shirts aren't very um. they're not overly intrusive, and they're not sort of overly invasive, so you get um, do you know what I mean? It's not a political item, it's not a standpoint it's not a it's not a line in the sound about your personality. It's, it's a, a thing that people like. Yeah, it's just,
0: it's just clothing at the end of the day. It's, it's, yeah. It's, you either like it or you don't. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think, you, you know, it's got that nice sort of emotional background, that feeling, nostalgia. But sometimes it can be like a warm hug, like picking up a shirt or like look at a picture of a shirt. Other days it can, it could be something to like excite you. Other days it can, you know, just make you smile. Sometimes it'll bring back a bit of a sad memory or something like that. But it's, it's always, there's always an emotional uh, connotation with shirts um so that's quite it's quite nice yeah it's a nice thing just to find out that it's it's not just one two or three people that there's actually all over the world there's so many people that love football shirts and love there's always people love everything about football that's that's not unheard of but there's, there's people out there who are seriously into football shirts and like really enjoy them um and all the other things that go with it—that's that's that's quite nice to have. That makes you feel less alone. Yeah, it's it's a massive circle, like mm.
0: crazy, in fact. Because people from Tunisia, from America, Canada, France, every everywhere, like even like in the in the US, soccer is not massive, <laughs> but there's there's so many people that just
1: like the shirts. Yeah, it does seem like there's an absolute. Places where you wouldn't think people to get in touch with you from. Um, I mean, we did, even locally, so we did a shirt stall um, at a local indoor market that they put on. And the the first woman who bought a shirt, or first person to buy a shirt, rather, was uh, a more elderly woman, I'll probably say, you know, mid-60s. And she just walked up to the stand and said, oh, have you got any Napoli shirts? We said, yeah, absolutely. So we had a, a 20... 18 Napoli third kit, I think. I said, Oh yeah, we've got this one. She said, Brilliant, I'll take that. I am from Napoli, I watch you know, I was born there, uh, moved over here when I was 6 I always like whenever Napoli are on one of the TV's channels, i watch out, watch for them and I'll always keep out for their scores, keep them out for their scores. Um and she's like, Yeah, absolutely brilliant, like really love it. Used to go to, when I used to go back to Napoli, I used to go with San Paolo and all this she was telling all this stuff, and that was like first person, and that was about half past ten in the morning on a Saturday in September and it's just the, the random people you wouldn't expect. She's like, yeah, I remember, you know, Dries Mertens would have been wearing this and she was, just, you know, properly a Napoli fan. And it was just really, um, yeah, it's just totally random. And so you do, you do get that. That's that, that sort of random connections. That's quite, that's really good. <laughs> it makes you, it, it, it's just, that shows you how broad and wide and, you know, genderless and, sort of raceless, the the, the, the
0: the shirt community is yeah I mean, that's that a pretty cracking story to be fair
1: <laughs> quite, yeah it was quite surprising she's good as gold she's like, oh brilliant she didn't have Instagram or anything so I don't know what she if she shared it or whatever but um, maybe she was just on Tinder but yeah it was <laughs> it's good it's just one of those good ones that's probably one of my best sales a face to face one and, and that's quite good yeah that, that was that's one of the better times as well so, and then we've had other things on the same stand. We, we did a, a Del Boy and Rodney video for it to like promote the fact we're going to be down there. Um, and that got shared by a few people. And so sort of we went to bed, and it had been shared. It had about like, two hundred views. We woke up the next morning. It had like three and a half thousand views on it. It had been shared like quite a bit. And um, on the first day of the show, probably oh, no, mid afternoon, uh, our local MP. There's The rounds. Our local MP is one of the coolest blokes. A guy called Stephen Morgan. Generally, he is absolutely quality, mate. He wears like Adidas Special jackets, and as he's, you know, he's not a typical MP. He's, he used to be a pompy season to get older. Um, and he literally came up to us and went, "Delph and Rodney." He didn't even say hello. How you doing? He just came straight up and said that. We're like, "Oh, you watched the video? Yeah, that's brilliant." And then we were just talking about Pompey kits and just. So yeah, just t- two very random people, completely different spectrums. And you And you don't think your Instagram famous <laughs> the famous. Yeah. Real world recognition. <laughs> that's quite good. It was quite good. It's, it's been but then that's again that's just it just might, might be something that comes with it, but again we just we're putting things out that we like that we find funny. And so so when me and Joe do yeah. a little sketch with that one we finished we literally high-fived each other. We we had so much fun doing it. We were, like, well up for it. We just knew it was, like, it was so much fun doing it. We knew that we had something that we knew was funny. Like, we just knew it was good. Um, and so, yeah, people just, yeah, people were, like, luckily responded well to that, and that was quite good. So, you know, we're, we're doing more sketches. we spent the last four or five weekends, obviously, safely meeting outdoors, one person. Um, and, um, yeah, just having, just doing, like, some, sketch filming and stuff so we're just like going into editing for that now so we're hoping to put out quite a few sketches um in the next few weeks um like a series of sketches and we've developed really randomly we had like two characters and now we've got like i'd say about eight or nine different sort of character situations that we're trying to like work through and sort of um stuff where it's not just a one one shot thing we could probably keep going back to it um and dip in you know five or six times um with different little gags and different situations and hopefully it'll be quite funny
0: definitely turning into, into a Mitchell and Webb kind <laughs> of show all these sketches that was, yeah that'd be quite nice um, I'd, I'd like to switch sports yeah. a bit because I, I know that you aren't just a no. football fan <laughs> um, and we, we both share a, a sport and most people hate the sport and it's cricket it is, yeah
1: Oh, mate. I'm mad for cricket, absolutely mad for it. So, you play it. At what kind of um, level?
0: Do I tell everyone about your just your your cricket history? <laughs> so, you
1: I'm i what you'd call a cricket tragic, um, where I I'm absolutely in love with the game. I love playing it. I know I'm not very good at it. Um, I'd say the in terms of standard. I played uni twos and threes uh, up at Northumbria. Um, locally, I've just played Sunday cricket for the first three or four years. I only started playing cricket when I was 21. Um, so it's just after 2005 Ashes. And it wasn't that I was only into, into cricket after 2005. I was always into cricket. I always watched with my dad. I remember, I mean, the first series I really remember was I was beating South Africa 2-1. Uh, and... I think we bowled out South Africa for the 225. They were chasing like 300, and it was quite a famous series when Dominic Cork and I think Darren Goff and Andy Caddick really turned it on. Um, and David Lloyd was the coach. And I just remember every, everyone uh, everyone else was out this at this uh, house party like a garden party, like um, families, family friends, all the parents were doing whatever. Kids are out in the garden playing like badminton, I think. And I was just sat with my dad and um my mate's dad and we were just watching this cricket like unfold remember we had we had South Africa 25-5, had a massive comeback into the game and then we just polished it off and so I've always, that's one of my earliest cricket memories Um and that was probably 90, that must have been like 95, 96 maybe sort of times, so David Lloyd was coach and uh, yes yeah, so I've always been into cricket since then and then 2005 I I've, I've quit my job uh, I was an apprentice Um went to uni and then almost at the same time, the Ashes was on and it's all this, this weird national release. And then just thought, oh, I'll just join the uni cricket. And that was at Portsmouth for my foundation year. Um, and then when I went to Neil Road for my actual full degree, um, I, uh, I joined the cricket team up there. My local village team, when I come home, was Clanfield. Um So, yeah, I was always sort of like a first change bowler. Um, probably bat on average around about eight or nine. Um, and just yeah, just oh, mate, I was, I was so bad when I first started playing. I used to bowl off the wrong foot. I, I didn't used to like run through the crease. I used to like do it, like a double step. Uh, so yeah, I was pretty bad. But then you know, got into it more and more. Um, really worked on my bowling, um, and I've had some, I had some good years. I've had um, some decent years. I mean, one in terms of league cricket took um, well, one one year, I took thirty eight wickets in a Saturday, Sunday, and midweek combined sort of season, um, which is quite good, um, and scored over 400 runs in a season. So that's probably a lot more record for for an overall... Oh, that was my best year. I was 31. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, mate, just played local uh, twos and threes, played a bit of ones cricket, but not very much. Mostly just sort of like standing fielding for, for the ones, but for twos and threes, done a bit <laughs> bold and, you know, battered and bold. Yeah. Um, so I played at a club called Bishops Waltham. Actually, just I'll start again. Um, played for Clanfield, then I went to Petersfield. It was almost at the same sort of time. Uh, then a load of us just migrated over to Bishops Waltham. Uh, Petersfield went to went right down the pan pretty much. Um, a load of us went over to a club called Bishops Waltham, and they were a club that was sort of on the up at the time, and they started a second team and a third team. And so I was playing for the. Seconds quite a lot, and then I went into the threes and I was bowling a lot to the threes. I was first change or open bowling in the threes, which is quite nice. Um, so, yeah, we we're playing sort of county, either county four at sometimes in the twos, or it was um, like regional county one and two. Um, so, it's quite good to have traveling all over Hampshire um, and then. I don't know, I was always even quite far away from Wolfram. Uh so I was driving forty minutes to do a net, then drive forty minutes back. So it was like an hour and a half to go for a net session of my life wasted. Was travelling to do an hour session, and this was getting, starting to get me down. We took on a fourth team, and then put the thirds and the fours in um, uh, sort of like a new ground around the corner, and it was terrible. It was just awful. It was still the worst pitch I ever played on consistently. It's chalk, so you probably don't have it up your way, but we have a lot of chalk down our way. Um, and it makes the pitches very dry, very flat. It's actually like trying to bowl on a, an Indian wicket as close as you can get. Um, like just so dry, no, no, nothing out the surface. Um, and then when you're a bowler and you're running in and you just you just get nothing for it, um, it was just quite hard work. And the driving up there and just it, the whole sort of thing started to fall apart a little bit up there, and it just I just needed a change, so after ten years I moved down to Ports of Creek Club down seafront. And I was just literally got went for the walk with Mrs. We were walking down the seafront and there uh, I saw him playing cricket down at St Helens, which is the, the, the ground there that you ever go down Ports of Down Seafront. Ports of Creek ground is the um St Helens, really nice ground. And um it's between row of houses and the beach, basically. and it's wedged on a bit of grass, really nice. And um I was like, Christ, it would be good if I was just playing here, like, can walk down from my house. So I walked in, and I was just like, oh, I wonder if there's anyone I know playing. And I looked over, and I saw a guy who used to play with at Waltham, called Simon Jones. He just sat on the bench. So I just went over to him and just said, um, Hi, oh, Jones, how are you doing? And he just started chatting, one thing led to another. And then I went for a net session with him uh, towards the end of the season when I was playing for Waltham. And then, you know, so I was sort of like going beyond Mrs. Back, essentially, if that <laughs> in cricket in terms. um. And, uh, yeah, so I just ended up making the move down the, down to Portsmouth South Sea, or set down Portsmouth. Um, and then just, yeah, just really enjoyed it. And then obviously COVID coming, so my first full year for Portsmouth was completely COVID affected. So I ended up playing, I got an injury uh, to my calf as well, so I sort of lost the first quarter of a season. And I ended up playing for the Sunday team. This is, it's not just an old Sunday team, it's, it's the brand new Sunday team they've formed for Portsmouth. So I've gone in and I'm, a lot of them are complete cricket novices, um, but they're just absolutely brilliant lads, like superb. Um, probably, and I've I've gone to probably have I'd say three or four of the best games of my entire cricket life i have been playing for this Sunday team with the boys, and it's just brilliant. Like just the, they're just amazing. It's, 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 I've got my love for it back completely now. So yeah, my summers are now going to be completely cricket filled so yeah, I, I love it mate but um, yeah, but, so because they're quite new they're quite, not novices but they're quite, um, they probably haven't played as much cricket as I have, a lot of them um, so I'm sort of setting a few fields and I'll be like, and I'll come in about, about six because I'm more of a senior batsman than a lot of them, I'll either open the bowling or I'll be first change and I'll bowl my full spell, so I'm getting quite a lot of cricket, I can almost field wherever I want to field, so i I like fielding sort of like cover, so I'll just field there. Um, And, yeah, just love it. Absolutely love it. But, um, yeah, it's been good, mate. It's been good. Yeah, so that's it. So, I mean, other than that, obviously, I've got watching cricket. So, I've been down to Australia to watch the Ashes uh, with the misses. Um, Go up to Rose Bowl quite a bit whenever they've got a test match at at Hampshire. I'll, I'll take all five days off and go watch the test match. Um, been up to Lords, uh, the Oval, um, Cardiff, and if we go on holiday, we'll go find a cricket ground. And I like so we, we had a honeymoon in Sri Lanka, so we went around Gaul, uh went to yeah, Candy, got ground up there, uh, we went to the ground at Colombo. So, so here we are, and my Mrs loves cricket, so it's an absolute dream for me. Oh mine mine isn't the biggest fan.
0: Look, I have to stall oh, no. in the shed.
1: <laughs> Nightmare.
0: Move <sighs> back onto football. I think that's that's what the majority Get of people back. come to listen to. Get back on
1: the cricket, put your um, bat up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um now recently like at the end of the year you yes, did, right. yeah. Uh, top five shirts of the year. And I think it yeah. it spread it spread quite well. So, I'm going to ask you for your <laughs> top five shirts. However, you're not uh, allowed to include these really all your shirts.
1: You might as, might as well like throw a petrol bomb through my collection. Um, wow, that was quite a surprising thing. That top five is. <laughs> I'll I, I tell you, I did notice that during the year, whenever I did like five shirts on a wall in, in a single post, it got like mad hits and. You, you notice the difference when you're posting something and you get 200 likes, and then all of a sudden something gets, like, 1,400. Um, and I was like, I need to use that. I yeah. can't do it all the time, but I, could, I thought, I'm just going to save up for, like, little bits. So it was. I was quite happy with the top five I, I did, and, yeah, those those five shirts are, like, really special um, that I put in. So for the for that post, I think it was um, uh, Criminasi, Away, uh, Man City uh, away uh, there was a Sampdoria kit in there 95-96 um, third in long sleeve um, the Italy goalkeeper kit and the other one escapes my memory because I've, I've got a terrible memory um, but a, a top five a top five without any Sampdoria in that's, that's really hard but I might actually have to stand up and have like, a little look just to like, refresh myself on that one um
0: uh, we'll do it just sh- just that sh- so you've got this year if you've bought five in this in these two ones, which i, I <laughs> so no in this year of. i have
1: actually yeah that's actually sound i'll tell you what my my first one i'm going to go for, which is a bit of a surprise kit is actually man city's kit from this year the um the uh the weird sort of patterned one i can't the one the corona, the COVID-19 coronavirus shirt, yeah. shirt. Um, I can't remember what the name of the, the pattern is on it but it's all the it yeah. looks a bit William Morris yeah Paisley that's it um, Paisley, Paisley pattern it? shirt I love that I, I, it's one of those shirts where I was like oh that's not that great um, but there's something quirky about it it grew on me it grew on me and then I bought it and I'll tell you what when you get it it's incredible so I I totally recommend getting that um, so pick that up off Sports. so I think that's definitely my top five Um Other one from this year, this very year, um, I would say. (sighs) Oh, that's tricky. That is really tricky. Um, Because that's always like the one I just see and just think, yeah, that's absolute peach. Um, There's probably my Fiorentina 7-up shirt. I've got that early on this year, like proper like, I think they might have been one of the first shirts I got in 2021 so that's the 93-94 7-up um, season so it's when they're in Serie B Um, the shirt's an all-sport one it's got a fantastic print going through it Um, it's one of the all-sport pros, so I think it's a, one of the player spec shirts But obviously I'm not sure at that point whether they even bothered doing a fan shirt because they were in the division below, so it's got great uh, it's like a, an embossing going through fabric it's got this really nice pattern going through it it's just lovely um so i'd stick that that my uh top five of this year um i've got a roma by stuta uh 2000 and 2001 um it's the blue, so i suppose this would be the third kit so it's like that sort of navy blue black it's that really dark navy blue um it's got lovely orange Orange details to it, and it's got Batista '18 on the back, so I'd say that's that's going in there. It's long sleeve. It's just a really nice kit. It, it, <laughs> to be fair, it I've got it in really large, tight. and I'm trying to lose a bit of timber in a minute. Um, but it's really nice, mate. It's it's a beauty. Like I mean, I'm literally looking at it right now. Um, just yeah, really nice, crisp, simple. It, it feels lovely, mate. It's, it's the fabric's still in lovely condition. Um, it's really soft. It feels great. So, yeah, that going my top five this year. Um, what else have I got lurking I've picked up this year? God, they're so many. I'll tell you what, can I deviate from shirts to jackets? Can I include, will you allow it? Does it have to be a shirt? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, okay, please. in that case, then, I'm going to go, for, there's, I've literally oh, got no, it, um, it about three weeks ago, I think, and it is uh, and. England, nineteen ninety to ninety two um, half zip, pullover jacket, um, and it's the blue one. Like you know, the one where it's so. It's, rather than the, the one a lot of people think of is the nineteen ninety World Cup jacket, where it's got the navy with the red and the white and a lot of the, 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 the umbrella strips. This one's the one I think after that, um, and it's basically got like a sky blue, like a like a really yeah, mid blue sort of Coventry sort of. You know the West Ham blue uh, with the dark navy, and it's just it's just really yeah. good. It's got a massive great umbrella on the back of it. It's really nice. It's very really half zip. It's just really good. Um, and for my number one shirt, oh, this is tricky. This is tricky because oh, this is hard i think i'm gonna go with i guess i'll tell you what i'm gonna have to go with another jacket mate to be honest um so it's my favorite it's my favorite print on a shirt um and it's a lotto print from 1992 um and it's the one where it's like the large lotto badge but it's almost made up of small lines And it's the overlapping one. So Fiorentina had it. Atalanta had it. Holland had it. Um, Very, very famous to Holland. So I've got the Holland 92 jacket and it's got this lovely, like it's got a Royal blue and Navy blue white. And then it's got this crazy interdispersed V of the orange lotto pattern going through it. Got a big KNVD, whatever it is, logo on there. It looks really slick. Um, just just really, just absolutely love it. Like, just, it I'll tell you what, I look at it it makes me happy, it's that nice do you know what I mean, Like, it's just so good, Um, it's a brilliant it's a brilliant jacket, so yeah, I'll probably say that's it, so I'll go with the Man City Paisley, I'll go with the Roma 0102 uh, sorry, 2000 and 2001 Navy um, I'll go with the England uh, half zip and the Holland Jacket and the other one I said that I've also forgotten in the time we've been talking. So that one, Fiorentina, that's the one, yeah. Fiorentina? <laughs> that's, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty solid
0: one. <laughs> yeah, cheers, <laughs> mate. I've,
1: I've had a pretty good start to the year. Right. And I've got some stuff on the way as well. So I've, I've got a few things on delivery. So I've got one of the things I've got is a, a PSG, one of the ninety four ninety five, 95, the away kit. I found that. Um, it needs a repaired sponsor, so that's going off to Football Creations as soon as it arrives. Um But that's an absolute gem. That, that's going to be a that's just a Grail kit. So that's going kind of straight on the old uh, the Eternity Rail, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it would be good. I'm looking forward to the story. It'll be, on be quite good. Yeah, I've had some. Uh, oh, is it, yeah, go on, mate. Sorry. Sorry. Self-
0: I, I, I was going to move on to the next section. Oh no, that's that's what right. I mean. you, no, I was just gonna say also, on, my, um, I'll add that back in.
1: I've had a couple of like failures so far this year. Um, so I've had uh, I had a Roma kit turn up the other day. So it's this an uh, O one O two Roma kit, and I have just listed it on Depop. And it turned up. And it's just they're very temperamental in the white fabric, so they they grey quite easily. And this one greyed just past the point at which I can find it acceptable. So I've had to list that one. There is honestly, I do have like a limit of what I'm happy to accept shirts in, in most conditions. Do you know what I mean, I, I'm not super precious if something's got a little cigarette mark on it or if it's got a little tear or if the colors of it faded or some people are really precious. I'm not, I, I like a shirt to have a bit of a life. I like to know it's been there. Yeah. It's, it's a good mark to know if something's real deal. And if it's from the, the, the time it was, it was, uh, it was made, it's a, it's a real shirt. It's, Probably been for a few games. It's you know it's, it's had a bit of a time of it, so it's quite a nice sort of thing. But this shirt, just colour wise, I just wanted it just to have that bit more whiteness, that bit more richness to it, and this one didn't have it. So I was a bit, I was a bit annoyed. Really. So um yeah, that's gone up for sale. So I've had a few, a few failures and a few successes as well. Yeah, it does, mate. It's not all, um, it's not yeah, all happy happens, camping.
0: So Go for it. I'm gonna move on to Hit some quick questions. Um, <laughs> uh, you got to think. Top, top okay. of your head. Whatever comes to your mind, you got to be said set, set first. yep
1: I am. Um, I'm, I'm getting so in the I'll, zone. Are we ready? I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking about not thinking.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. Authentic shirts. Are they worth the money? Oh, Would you rather God. burn a stamp shirt or
1: burn a poppy shirt? <sighs> Jesus. I think I'd probably burn a Pompey kit because we've had some horrid shirts in the past. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. Uh, PSG Jordan is it all hype all or
1: is hype. It good? Oh. What's the best bar It's like five quid, four quid, something stupid like that.
0: Yeah. Okay, no. is there a better bromance <laughs> on Instagram than 343 mate, hits the phone if it's
1: out there it, it doesn't exist it doesn't exist mate I don't think there is a there is a no better bromance than me and 343 100% not even not <laughs> that's even a, tight, that's a very very close love affair that is a very close love affair I'll tell you what because me and Will, we never, bear in mind, we never met each other up until, we never even met in person. So we only met online. I only In my world, he's he's less than four inches tall because that's all I can see on the screen. Right. So when I see him and he's going to be real life, I'm going to be terrified. <laughs> um. Honestly, we, di- we chat for hours. <laughs> like what we do on a live, we could probably stop doing live and just carry on talking. And never not stop talking. it's like that. We we two blokes who never met each other, we get on site so well. It's so easy to like talk to Will and also argue with Will. (laughs) So Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. He he does like he does like
1: not the confrontation, but he likes the (laughs) the debate, that's it. He loves the debate. I think he lives for a bit of that. Um but also, we're really similar. So, there's like the core values that we find we we come from a similar standpoint. So, we're not fighting each other fundamentally. We, we're agreeing each other. Fund- and sometimes, actually, it, we can actually find it really hard to disagree on something because we'll just say this and we'll go yes because we're totally on that same wavelength. So, we've then got to look for like a little tiny difference with each other to then find something that we can actually, sometimes we do have something really open, like, I totally disagree with his choice of all the Arsenal youth players, for instance, in his in his uh, top five under-20s. But at the same time, like he would never back down on it. So it's sort of, yeah, I've got Mikkel Dam's and Phil Foden in there. Yeah. So I'm quite happy. Um, so, yeah, yeah he's, it's, it's a really, I can't, we've got stuff planned for as soon as lockdown's finished. We've got so much stuff we're planning to do um together go i mean we'd, we, we've got uh, a couple's trip to venice we've got we've got wine tasting in Alsace. um we've got a uh, sticker rock making in blackpool um yeah <laughs> absolutely mate absolutely Isn't it? we've got um oh, i don't know <laughs> we've got other activities that may even be x-rated coming up so yeah plenty of all on instagram live all, to be fair all, all it, it, it would go really quite cool easily beyond it. instagram live all, <laughs> i think with, with other stuff it's going to be that we're, we're thinking out it's going to be a lot more fun and also i think the, the problem we find with there are, obviously a lot of people spend a lot of time doing great content and like some stuff is you know it's a lot of effort and they do a lot, a lot of great editing for it um but sometimes we both like quite immature content, but we like it about a bit more mature subjects. That's a bit weird, but we prefer to have stuff that we we can relate to because we're not 19 and 20. We're, we're, you know, mid 30s. So the stuff that we like as kids or the the people that we find nostalgic and the sort of, Play, most of the players have retired, so there were, we we know not you know enough about the modern game, but realistically, our game is is also in the past. So it's, we might we realistically got a lot of, uh, a much different sort of audience, maybe than a lot of the sort of uh, maybe like the YouTube type yeah. generation, essentially. Um, so for us, it's our our content is just a bit different, and it's it's just a lot of fun. So for us, it's a lot, a lot easier to relate, and I think like a, there is definitely like yourself, Josh, and quite a few others that are you know, probably like mid to late twenties and older. There are our, how the, the football we know is <laughs> it's focusing around the football we know. Do you know what I mean? So it's there's a little bit of that. So that which yeah. You know, some,
0: sometimes I find myself watching it and not knowing names you're on about, mm. but different generations I'm um, 22 um, so yeah if you have a free, free plug yeah. um, go check out 343 Hits the Fan every Wednesday every
1: Wednesday night at 8pm or yes. yeah of course yeah, there is the taking takes me a while to get down from the attic in the west wing to come through a big house to then go out through the gardens the lake that got put in is very beautiful, but then you know, I have to and navigate it. And if one of the golf buggies isn't isn't working at the time, then I've got to hopefully just see if I can find the other ones that get down to the to the recording studio at the back of the lake house. So it's um you know it's this, it's the, it, those I think it's those real world struggles. I think people really relate to. And um yeah I appreciate I appreciate you giving us a plug for for our optional timed eight o'clock weekly Wednesdays three four three. It's the fan.
0: more than okay now i'm gonna i'm introducing the game in the podcast (laughs) and it's a bit like super six on sky sports Yep, i'm i'm gonna give you five games
1: okay go for it
0: and i want you to tell me what you think the result is going to be
1: Well, I mean, that's two teams that one's desperately out of Nick. There's all sorts of rumours coming out of that Liverpool dressing room at the moment. You know, is Klopp going to walk in and machine gun all of them or is he just going to leave? Leipzig doing really well in Germany. Is Is it at Liverpool? Oh, that's it, yeah, I forgot. In... Like, no one's playing where they should be playing. Hungary, so, I I literally, it's literally... You know what's happened with this year's European fixtures? It's like, you know when you go into FIFA and you do a friendly game with your mate and then you pick the ground? It's like it's like someone's done that, but in real life. Oh, you guys can play... <laughs> do, do, click, 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 click. Hungary. Perfect. And all, everyone's like, yeah, that's fine. We'll just do that. It's <sighs> absolute insanity. Um. In Hungary, one-off game. I actually think Leipzig will do it. I think Leipzig will be Liverpool's are all over the place. So I think I'd put Leipzig down. I'd say maybe like 2-0, maybe 3-1. But um, equally, Liverpool could just literally draw a line in the sand and, and do that game, you know, 1-0, 2-0 and make light work a bit. Um, but I think I will go Leipzig, maybe 2-1, 3-1. Cheers
0: mate. <laughs> I'll put down two one. Um, uh, Atletico vs Chelsea. The Liga.
1: Uh, they just look like the most settled team. Suarez is absolutely hammering it at the moment. Um, they got that uh, young Portuguese mush up front, but Chelsea. Thomas Tuchel. In he, he knows what Tuchel, Tuchel, Satchel. He knows what he's doing. Tough game. I would say I'm going to go for a cagey one all draw because there's nothing worse than losing the opening leg of a, a European two legged tie. So, yeah, I'm going to say one all draw. And both of them know, both managers know what they need to do for that game, and no, neither of them want to lose it. So, I'm going, I'm going one all. Barcelona, Barcelona this, this Barcelona. year are absolute dog shit. PSG this year are absolute dog shit. So it's like a dog shit off. Um, it's like two people trying to dog shit each other that game. There's a lot of talent that isn't doing anything. So I would say, I would say just about uh, tricky. That's a really tri- it's, it's tricky because. On paper, you'd be like, this could be a hell of a game. In reality, both teams are out of it. Maybe it'll, it'll be a release. Maybe it'll be like they'll just go for it in the first leg and put, try and put their foot down. It'll just be an insane game of football. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go 3-2. I'm going to go 3-2 to PSG. That's what I'm going for. I just think it'll either be nil-nil or it'll be a goal fest. That's what I'm thinking. Solid, solid. Oh, that's a gorgeous, so, and trick and Porto. Porto, quality. So underrated. Um, Juve have started hitting their straps in Serie A. I've watched three or four of their last games. They're looking better and better. Um, I think they did have a... The one their last shot was actually a shot one. Um, Porto, is that at the Dragao or is this
0: It, it, it is Ronaldo,
1: it is Ronaldo factor at the Dragal. That's a big one. That's a big, for me, that's a big spanner because he loves nothing more as a sporting legend, you know, essentially a legend to go back to the Dragao and just just stick one on the old enemy. So he loves it. I, oh, this could be, that could be, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go with 4-1 to Juventus and I reckon Pierlo will have all his horses firing for this one. They're going to be right up for it. I reckon it'll be one all at half-time and then Pirlo, they'll just settle into that rhythm and when uh, Juve get that rhythm in the game. The way they're playing with the players they've got, it's a different style of Juve, and they could just really like just kick off and just do Porto here. Um, Ronaldo factor gonna be big. So young, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm actually gonna go four one to Juve. Just, I don't know. I just got a feeling it'll be really tight, like a one all, you know, one nil, or They'll just, you'll just hit a strap and it'll just be like right, there's four, you know, four one straight off the bat. You've got nothing to lose from this because all, of, I think the fans, are, you know, no, no fans are in the ground. They're all quite happy for Pirlo to sort of rebuild a team and just, you know, and they've got some really exciting players in there. So I just think, yeah, if they hit it and they hit that rhythm and they create the chances, then yeah, I think it could be looking at, at yeah, four one. 1-0 or
0: 4-1. And I'm going 4-1. And finally, Lazio against I, Bayern I, Munich.
1: My opinion by Munich is everyone's like getting a getting a bit of a hard on for them because they won the Champions League and I get that and they play some good football. <laughs> they don't not play good football but I always just think when they won last year's Champions League, I reckon if that was a two-legged set of games going into last year's Champions League, they wouldn't have won it. I just think someone else would have just had too much form. I just, I, I just think there's just over two legs, someone would have figured them out. Um, and the same with Man City. I, I think if Man City had two-legged games, I think, I think if that if that tournament last year was two-legged, City would have won that. Um, I just think in that one-off situation. Um, it suited them. So for me, this, I'm not totally sold on this Bayern being the best team in Europe thing. I'm not. I'm not in that. I don't. I don't totally buy into it. I, I really think there are better teams in Europe than than, than Bayern Munich. Um, and they're just really taking a lot of plaudits at the moment. But I just, I just think it's like a bit of a false dawn. I think when you when a lot of the other big teams in Europe are weak, Bayern the one team that's consistently decent. Behind those teams Does that make sense? So If everyone, if Real Madrid Barcelona Juventus Manchester United Man City Liverpool PSG Inter AC If they're all If they're all off of Their top pace The one team that's never going to be Absolutely rubbish Because they're always The top two team in their own league If not always number one Is Bayern Munich So they're almost the team that comes in When everyone else is having a bit of an off time They'll come in being strong um, and it's almost the same with Atleti. Like when Barca and, and Raoul are, are weak, then they're the, the one team that you look at to say, right, this team should be doing it. You know what I mean? So I never, yeah, I just, I just can't take Bayern Munich like that seriously. So yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for the other team. Mate, I'm just not going to go for buy now. I think I'm going to lose. Just, I just uh, part of me doesn't want them to win. I think that's it. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to go um, buying to lose two one. Yeah, I just think Chiron Mobley, lots hit their win. straps a bit again. Not a lot, but enough. Um, and I just think like maybe, <laughs> yeah, I just think maybe that's I could just do them two one. and It'll just be like a. If you want them really counter attacking games, a lot of pace on the break, um, and they'll just sit back and let let Bayern have the ball and let them do their let them do their thing and just just do them on a the break. I think that could be that could be it. Also, I think I'm just going to results. I've got a feeling um, on Lazio. So Lazio, I think. The fish just, so results. So they lost to. Um, Inter away and they just beat Callieri. Um they've beaten Atalanta, they've also lost to Atalanta. Um they beat Sassuolo they've beaten Palmer, they've beaten Roma in the derby, and they looked amazing in that derby. Um I don't know if you watched the, the, the Rome Derby, but it was incredible, like honestly. Lazio could have won that game eight nil. They it was just ridiculous. So they've hardly dropped any points or games in the last month and a half. So I reckon they keep Lazio will just hit him on the break, and they'll just they'll just do with with pace on the on the break, and I think that'll just be too much for Bayern's resources and uh, the spirit that Lazio have. So yeah, I'm gonna go two one two one Lazio. Good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Well, after the, right, all these games I'll be, played on, right? Absolutely slap bottled. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's all right. Um, I'm going to move on to the last one. We're out of time a little bit, um, and it <laughs> is my, my my segment shirt room 101. So I want I want you to tell me something that you wish didn't exist in the football shirt world, whether it be a shirt an aspect <laughs> of shirts
1: somebody a, in the well i mean he would instantly go and out the shirt works, but, um, he'd go out the entire football world by my way mate um so two aspects i think it's, it's between two for me so one is just shit patterns on shirts just like if, whether it's pictures of food or um uh, like it, pictures of memes, like the Simpsons goalkeeper thing on that Argentina shirt, or whether it's just like patterns that don't really have any correlation to anything, it's just nonsense. Like the 90s had big pattern shirts that could be a bit crazy, but the patterns went somewhere, there was like you know, repeated, or it was, it was quite not, you know, the patterns themselves were really good bits of graphic art. Nowadays, you're getting stuff like Liverpool's. Like was it the Liverpool away kit this year, the blue is it the way or the third? Like the bluey turquoisey Yeah. What is it? It's just yeah, it's the, away, non- the away shirt, yeah. I mean, okay, Newcastle's paintbrush, what ninety three effort, you know, that was always oh this is bad, but that was a fabric that got used by quite a few um, shirts. This I just don't I just don't get it. There's a few United shirts as well, like the bubbles one that they had a couple of years ago where the like um adidas stuck loads of like this sort of bubble sort of looking effect going through the shirts the main oil, it's blue kit Real madrid's pink kit i oh, just it's between that sort of thing like just bad surface patterns into shirts and the other one is limited edition chinese new year shirts and Nike Air Max Tottenham shirts that don't even get played in. Oh, mate. You know, I think, yeah, I think, I think for me, to be fair, I think to be you need awful bad kits in the year's kits to be able to highlight what's good. You can't have good without bad. And it's the kit they have for the year, even though I think kits should be yeah. for two years. It's the kit they have for a year. That's great. And they stick with that kit. So I'm going to go with limited edition kits that they make, like for this Chinese New Year. Why, does, why, did, why do you need a Chinese New Year kit for, who is it, Inter or Juve or whatever? What, why? You're not, you're, not, you're not based in China. It's, you know, these absolute ridiculous like the blackout kits. What's that for? Who's that for? Uh, some fourth kit they'll use in the cup or a the, the cup only kit. Arsenal, that's just you know what it is. That that for me, there's a. So I think it's that because there's a bigger environmental impact about those sort of kits, where you're making in a world where we're like reuse this and redo that, and, you know, make yeah. make the best of everything that we have and one world and one environment. In, on the other hand, we've got this stupid mass consumerism. The Palace. Um, eBay kits and everyone's like, oh, they're so good. They're not good. They're not even good kits. They're like just nonsense. They're just, they just look like nonsense. They're not even great. They're just that for me is is it's, it's football and, and fashion and like literally just this. What's the next? People just want the next new all the time. It's bang, 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 bang. Just want the next new all the time. And this just feeds that. And it's just going to be something that. It'll just collapse on itself and it just harms shirt design because they're so they know they just spend so much time doing all these nonsense kits they don't actually do a decent set of kits in the season and um, I just yeah I just, for me it's that I think it's limited edition nonsense kits like if there's a good reason for it like say Sampdoria had their 120 anniversary shirt of the Andrea Doria now if you know the history of the shirt that shirt was very reflective of what that celebrated. The fans loved it. It was a real... People like Sam Doria fans really went for it. The, I think uh, buying do an Oktoberfest kit every now and then or whatever. That's fine because that's a massive identity of that region, right? But the stuff they do third kits for now, all these special editions, that for me is yeah. just... It's just a waste of resources and just... Oh, that I hate. I absolutely hate it. Like the Nike... Nightcare Max three kits they did like all of a sudden you're then grouping Spurs Liverpool and who was the other one who had one? Spurs Liverpool and there's another team Chelsea. Um, and all of a sudden you're basically lumping those three identical clubs, two of which absolutely hate each other, into one almost like a here's a bubble of your you're just you're just an outlet for our commercialisation. Do you know what I mean? All it, it totally. It was just unrespectful. Like, do Nike Air Max and do it just for Tottenham. Don't do it for all three of them. And then it just makes them like a little family. It's, it, it, it doesn't... I oh, think it's just disrespectful to the to fans. Go, oh, do you get the Liverpool Air Max? It's like, why, why bother? It it's sort of... It does spit in the face a bit, the, the tribalism that makes up football. And... I just, I just don't, I just don't like it. I don't like it from the use of materials. I don't like it from the sheer, just driving it. It's just, it's just to sell. It's just for money. We know selling shirts is for money. We're not, we're not idiots. But don't mug people off. And that's what that is. Like design better kits. Design better home kits, away kits, and third kits. Yeah. They're just better. Don't. Put, you know, they just seem to bang all their time in designing these absolute one-offs. And just the the regular stuff that you know you have to buy is so watered down and pedestrian. So yeah, that's what that's what's going on in the bin for me. Your your one-off toss shirts.
0: Yeah. Uh, we will put them into summary one and make sure. Rightfully so. To be honest, <laughs> I, couldn't... I couldn't. Cheers, mate. <laughs> couldn't agree more well, lovely um, great stuff i think we'd better call that a wrap <laughs>
1: um, yeah I'm, i mean obviously if you'd yeah, like shirt to um, do last shout outs to your depot content is all on instagram so it's at shirt hits the fan 83 um and make sure if you want to find other content that we've done like click on the different tabs because there'll be like reels there'll be IGTV, where we'll have like our longer videos, like our sketches. So, that like Mishkov Pomsky on there and the and Robbie thing and all the other stuff that we've got coming up. Um, our weekly Wednesday, me and 343 um, do our weekly Wednesday where we just talk nonsense. We'll have a little bit of subject matter, a bit of a, a combo and a rating each week. So, yeah, tuning for that. That's always just nonsense. Um, and yeah, just uh, probably just a, a shout out to the, couple of the other lads. Um, so, two things that i really found impressive recently was uh terrace trainer recovery so they did me a special pair of sampdoria adidas um and they're incredible like it's brilliant the guy's so good he's so patient and the work is i wasn't sure what the work was going to be like the quality it's phenomenal so if you want something a bit decent maybe if you have a half whatever uh, like and these sort of like casuals culture terrace culture absolute brilliant so go check him out and another guy is um football creations i know he's a bit busy at the moment but um he's if you've got a certain shirt that could be saved see what he can do for you he's absolutely fantastic and the other one is a guy called brown's buckets and he does some absolutely incredible like bucket hats and bags and if you've got a shirt that's beyond you know beyond savable um or you've got like a fake shirt you don't know what to do with it just getting to turn it into something like different like you could do it like I say you could do it into a little like pouch bag, or like, little bum bag you could, honestly a st- laptop bag the stuff you can do is it's incredible it works amazing so yeah those sort of people I'd say that's they're pretty good that's alright mate that's alright cracking stuff <laughs> all...
0: um, I'll, Cheers, put, I'll get them all tagged in and everything and make sure they're all yeah. credited as Oh mate, he's, he's superb. Especially, I, mean, H- I was H- going to say H- there's two more things. He,
1: he but, uh, is so fantastic. magazine. Skismo Mas- um, you know, magazine. He's he's is probably the most beautiful football magazine there is. It's just stunning. Comes out twice a year, and it's just quality. It's brilliant, absolutely beautifully written, beautifully shot, beautifully presented, and it, the whole thing is like it's fantastic. Uh, another guy is um, Bob Stokes. So he does glove story and glove story too. It's like a, a goalkeepers oh it's like gold keepers that go to playboy magazine essentially it's absolutely unbelievable like just the stuff the content he gets so much content in there and it's so beautifully done really like lively spot on great just absolutely brilliant Uh, really interactive as well for a book it's a really interactive book so um yeah those guys definitely great stuff great stuff
0: um, I I do really <laughs> well, appreciate. No worries, mate. I mean, there's literally on been on a it, chat. It's very and, one-way uh...
1: should Be yeah, venting on for about an hour and a half. But I appreciate you uh, taking the time, and obviously people listening into this. So it's really good. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> people love to hear Hopefully. a bit of uh, the <laughs> fun every
0: night. Um, yeah, I, I hope you all enjoyed our inaugural episode. That'd be
1: great, I love, mate. I think it's going to be I'll good. Look forward to it, mate. Top 10 guests we'll done
0: like on soon. Lovely. It's all right. <laughs> Do you want me to?